You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. I'm Angie. Thanks for joining us today. In the studio with me is Mr. Mark Bird with Revive Ohio. Hello. Hello. Good day, Angie. We are in a series about leadership, which I think is super important, Mark. It is. Today, we're taking a little bit of a different turn. Definitely, which I think is exciting. So if we just said, hey, today, we're going to talk about love, Angie. Now, that's like throwing a monkey wrench in the gears, right? It's like, whoa, wait a minute. I thought we were talking about leadership. I think it's... uh, Hand in hand. I was just going to say, I don't know that you can have one really well without the other. That's for sure. If you want to be known as a leader, what would the thing be that you want to be known as? As a leader, okay, yes, known as a leader, but a leader that does what? How about loves well? Mm, I like it. So that's where we're going today. And of course, I don't think anybody goes anywhere without talking about 1 Corinthians 13 having to do with love. But I think this is interesting. So if you all listening out there put on your lens of leadership, we're going to talk about leadership today, but we're going to look at it through the lens of love. And 1 Corinthians 13, 1, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, once again, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing." And so I think it just really sets the tone for leadership to say, you know what, if you don't have love, you'll be known as a different kind of leader. Mm. And so in the lens of leadership and how Jesus modeled it and how Jesus illustrated and walked this thing out, I don't think there's anybody. And you know, Angie, even outside the Christian realm, like even in other religions, they acknowledge Jesus as being a good man. Yeah. Some will or say a he's a prophet, right? Or a rabbi, a teacher. But they would all probably agree that he modeled love. Yes. Yes. And I love this because as I read through here, you list all the spiritual things that could be spiritual things about leaders. But yet he's saying, man, you better start with love because you may have all these spiritual qualities, but if you don't begin with love, yeah, it, it's, it's I, nothing. And because people want to know that they're loved, they may yes. not think it. But if you just go at them without really caring about them, then I don't think they're going to listen. Right. Back to that authenticity. It really is. And I think that's the leadership model that people follow more long term, I'm going to call it, Angie. Yeah. So more long term, listen, people want to follow someone that is walking in love. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's amazing part. So, you know, before we wrap up and leave this particular chapter, I do want to go back and I do want to hit the very last verse of this chapter. And it says, and now abide faith, hope, and love These three, but the greatest of these is love, love, right? And so, again, one more time, I think Paul's just putting a cherry on the top of this and saying, listen, in all these great things, because faith is a great thing, hope, we did a whole series on hope, Angie, it's a great thing, 
And here's love. We even talked about love, but when you look at all these great spiritual qualities, if you will, he's saying that the greatest quality is love. Mm. And there's so many that we could choose from. Right. And yet. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm going to pop over to the book of First Timothy. And, and, you know, Paul was mentoring Timothy. He was a young leader. He was, a, he was an up-and-coming pastor. Yep. And he had the ability to learn from Paul the Apostle. And I love in fourth chapter, starting verse 11, what Paul was actually instructing Timothy about, which again, if you put on your lens of leadership, because really Paul was trying to equip and train Timothy to be a good young pastor, a good young leader. And he's saying this in verse 11, these things command and teach. So in other words, he's saying, Timothy, pay attention here, because these are the things that I want you to model command and actually teach. And verse 12 says this, let no one despise your youth. So I want to kind of dispel for just a second that um, for someone to be a leader, like many people think, well, you know, they're not old enough or they're not this or they're not right, that, right? right? You understand, Angie, and you've probably been made aware of those types of situations mm -hmm. where someone gets stereotyped because of maybe their age, maybe because of their gender, right? right? Whatever that is. And yet here's Paul telling Timothy, let no one despise your youth because he was youthful. Mm -hmm. He says, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. So he lists out these great qualities, and he's instructing him. Timothy, here's what I want you to understand in becoming a new spiritual leader, and here's what I want you to command and teach so that, to my knowledge, to my recollection, I think what he's saying here is, if you want to be a good leader, I want you to pour these things into your people. And the, the caveat, the hidden piece of that is, I want you to raise up other leaders. Because in the church, how many knows we need more than just one leader in a church to have a, a thriving body that's growing and being equipped and trained? We need more than one leader, mm, right? Yes. Not saying necessarily that one pastor won't do, but what I am saying is even a pastor, a single pastor in a church, he needs, he or she needs to be surrounded by leaders that will help him or her lead. And so if you look at this passage again through the lens of leadership, and he's saying to Timothy, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers. Again, he's saying, Timothy, I want you to model these things. And he lists out in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. These are the important things that I want you to mm, see and yeah. know. So, Timothy, to become a good leader yourself, I want you to model and command these things and teach these things to your people and equip and train them. So... Last scripture verse that I want to turn to today is out of 1 John. And there's no doubt that 1 John writes a lot about love. And I think that what we can learn today, what we can glean out of the text today in 1 John chapter 4, starting in verse 20, it says this, If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. 
For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And I want to add verse 21 on here. And this commandment we have from him, this commandment we have from God, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Mm, Yeah. It's that important. I mean, it's that vital. And I think, you know, John writes a lot about love in this, especially in this particular chapter, Angie, but I think this is where it culminates, right? It's the last two verses of chapter four. And I think it culminates right here. And it says, you know what? It really boils down to this. And if you can't love your brother, you can't really say that you love God. And so all of this is, if you're going to be a leader in God's house, in God's kingdom, then you need to learn how to love. Mm-hmm. That's true. And so I believe what John is exhorting us to do is to make sure that we've put on love. And, and it says a little bit earlier in that chapter that we love him because he first loved us. So we're learning this love from God. And he also says God is love. So you cannot separate the two and you cannot love God without loving your brother. And I think that's what leadership is. For me, in my experience, Angie, those leaders that have poured into me, those leaders that have impressed me, those leaders that have led well, in my opinion, in my description, are those leaders who loved well. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the most memorable to me. That's so foundational. I mean, honestly, so foundational. Because... If they can't feel the love that you have for them as you're leading, I, right. don't, I don't know why you're there. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But yet, yeah, we know that it's not always modeled. Mm. But the truth is, for those long-lasting relationships or the ones that have left the biggest impression on me are those pastors and those leaders mm. that have loved not just me well, oh, but as I yeah. watch them loving on other people, right? Yeah, that encourages me because you know what that says to me right away? That's like Jesus. Mm, very good. That's just like Jesus. Yeah. Great foundation for this whole topic. Leading with love. You know, I love those words. Leading right. with love. I say it all the time, but I love it when it comes to leadership. That's so wonderful. Right. So let's talk about our testimony now. I have a very, very special guest and uh, one that I'm super excited about because of this relationship that we started off because we were just introduced to one another. And with me on the program today is Ianu Odibodi. And Ianu, welcome to the program. Hey, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And Yanu uh, is originally from Nigeria. And you want to give us any backstory on that at all, Yanu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So originally from Nigeria, you know, came to the United States, started my master's in bioinformatics um, in Baltimore, did my uh, PhD um, in information systems, and then moved to Ohio, you know, to pursue research and some, you know, great software development opportunities here. So, yeah, that's a little bit about about my my transition, if you will. Right, right. <laughs> and so we, as I mentioned in the opening, we got introduced by a mutual friend and uh, said to both of us, hey, you all 
both need to know each other. And so we just had an introduction and man, we hit the ground running and I'm excited because of this particular topic that we're unpacking through this series as leadership. And Iano, as I've gotten to know you and heard a little bit about your background, but also your background with your dad as well. So your father is a leader in Nigeria still and, uh, and, and brother, he has sure passed that on to you and, and you're a great leader yourself. So when you think about about the word leadership. Iana, what comes to your mind like right off the top of your head? You know, I'm instantly pointed to the book of uh, John, I'd say first John 4, 8, you know, when it says the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Yes. To us, right? You know, uh, I'm not sure if that's first John. I'm not, I don't have my Bible here with me. <laughs> But, um, you know, it talks about the love of God being poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given it to us. Right. And so love is what comes, you know, into my heart. You know, love comes to my mind when I think about leadership. You know, it's, it's one thing to say we love God. You know, it's another thing to say we love one another. Yes. You know, and I think that true leadership is, you know, knowing and identifying, you know, um, where you know, what places in individual's heart need the love of Christ. Yes. And being able to express it and show it, you know, and demonstrate it, you know. So if you have um, someone who just lost, you know, a family member, you know, how do we re respond to that, right? If you had someone who was looking for a job, like how do we respond to it? And, um, you know, love is the first thing that comes to my mind when it comes to leadership. Yeah, I love that. First John 4, 7 actually says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who mm -hmm. loves is born of God and knows God. And that's, Amen. that's what I think I hear you saying, Ianu. That is yeah, so perfect. I'd be right. <laughs> so isn't it funny because there are, uh, we've talked about this a couple of weeks back, but there are so many like leadership books and leadership classes and things. It's just a real popular topic, right? Among, um, among leaders. But here's what I love because you're saying, well, the most important thing in your mind as a leader is love. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think these other seminars or books talk about that so much. But of course, we're talking about Christian leadership and yeah. what we should be doing or modeling for the body of Christ. And what you're saying is love. That's what yeah. should lead. I mean, think about it, uh, Mark. Um, think about being in um, or having a leadership team where like you check up on them on a weekly basis. You know, you ask them how they're doing, like you um, follow up with the conversation, you know. So if they said, you know, um, I got this issue, you follow up with the conversation, you know, um, like there's no better way to grow and to see growth, you know, if we don't show love. Mm. You know? Because then you get a group of disconnected people. Love connects us. The love of Christ actually connects us. It's the love of Christ that makes us, you know, um, hang out together. It's the love of Christ that makes us, you know, stay with one another, right? You yeah, know, think amen. about like, you know, the agape love of Christ, the sacrificial love of Christ, where our sins didn't really stand in, a way, in, in the way of his love towards mm. us. You know, think about Christ, you know, trying to pick out his, um, 
disciples. It wasn't going around saying, oh, by the way, like, uh, who has the best leadership quality here? Right. Like, who has, you know, you see what I'm saying? Yes. You know, uh, but, you know, he, he chose, you know, just people. Yes. Common people. You know, people. Common people. Yes. You know, why? Because he knew that love would change anything, no matter what human being he chose. And would you say it's safe to say that he just taught them how to love Yanu? Yeah. 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 It's, it's very easy to teach love when you love Mm. it's, you know, I, I talk about leadership by example or leadership, you know, through your lifestyle, right. Where you don't necessarily have to say much Mm. because your life already speaks so much volume you know, and so when you have, you know, a, a, a heart that loves, you don't have to speak much. Right. You don't have to, you know, you know, command or like, you know, just, you know, push your way. Right. Right. Because they see what you're doing is from the heart and from a genuine heart of love. And I think that's a really good point, Ianu, because of this, because I think some people think of leadership as someone who talks a lot. Or just gets up in front of people and gives them instruction. You know what I'm saying? And so what I hear you saying is, I think, very valid. And it's like, you don't have to, like, it's not in the number of words that you say or the specific right answers, but really let your life lead with love is what I think I hear you say. Exactly. I'll give give you a story real quick. All right. We were in Maryland you know, and we would open up the doors of our house, of our house to people on Thursdays. And we weren't intending to set up, you know, some type of fellowship. Neither were we intending to set up like, you know, a group, you know, or a ministry or whatnot. Right. We just opened up our house just because we wanted to be able to extend what it is that had been given us to Mm. others. Now, what began to happen was as people came into the, to our home, they saw how we did life together. You know, they saw how we all ate on the same table. Yes. How we shared the word together, how we sang together. If you remember the last time, you know, we were connected, like how we shared over meals and stuff. Amen. You know, like, so basically as that began to happen, you know, everybody got transparent. Everybody got honest. Everybody got vulnerable mm, that's because good. there was a safe place where they felt they could share, where they felt they could express themselves. And in those types of places, healings take take place. Why? Because the love of Jesus gets actually really, really tangible. Amen. And in such a way that you don't have to open the Bible. <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> you know, because then they're like, "Oh, wow." No wonder they talk like that. Right. No wonder they act like that, you know, because it's not so much of like, oh, you know, what you, you know, or what you say per se, but now more of what they see you do. That's and good. What began to happen was everybody started connecting. Fellowship broke out. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, worship broke out. Healing started to take place. And guess what happened? They invited their fellow friends into that that fellowship. They invited their fellow, you know, uh, 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 brothers, sisters began to join in such a way that the house started getting too full. 
Right, right. <laughs> so I, and of course, slowly, someone, people start saying, I want to do this. I want to be responsible for this. I want to be responsible for that. And slowly, leadership teams starts forming out of a little small, um, small group. And as we began to grow together, we started to realize, oh, you know, here's a blind spot here that I don't necessarily see. Mm. You know, someone is able to catch it from the place of love, from the place of just you know, being open and being honest and being transparent, essentially. That's so good. And Iano, I want to pick up on something on a word you used a bit ago, and that was tangible. So you said love is tangible. And what I love is if you stood up to to teach on leadership and you said, well, I think leadership starts with love. Well, right away, people would be like, Tilt, 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 like, is love tangible? And I love it that you use that word because I think that it so is, and I think it so needs to be. And and by what you're sharing with us today, you experienced that. You experienced that tangible love. And now, as you said, I didn't set out to have a fellowship. I didn't set out to have a Bible study, a religious gathering or anything like that. But what you set out to do was just to love on people. And that became tangible and the people wanted to invite their friends to experience the tangible love. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I'll give you an example. You know, think about there was a leader that um, I'd sent a message to you and I told him, I was like, um, hey, brother, I am praying for you right now. And you know, he sends a response back that he's never gotten any member, you know, of his congregation just kind of reach out to him saying, you know, I'm, I'm praying for you. Wow. And um, many times, you know, we are, we are good at giving, but, you know, there are times when a leader also needs to receive. Yeah. And that's where, you know, if love invades such spaces, right? Yes. It's not so much about the individual who is standing in the pulpits sharing the word on a Sunday morning, uh, but how do I, you know, touch him regardless? You know, I've had people that I've taught sent me messages saying, you know, um, is there anything you need or is there anything you need help with, right? Love, you know, um, is really, really key um, in you know, um, building even a strong community of believers outside of even leadership, right? Right. Very key, very, very key. And you, you, you would see it in the scriptures. It says you might have prophecy, you might have all of this stuff, but love, <laughs> you know. Right. Love is the principal thing, you know. That's and good. I think, you know, like when the Bible defines God as love, yes. we know that like you cannot do anything if you don't love. That's so true, brother. Uh, you're, you're still in first John four, by the way, and verse 16 <laughs> says, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us because God is love and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. 
And that's Amen. the text. And man, that's the premise for what is so true. And it has to begin with that. Yano, I love this because you're beginning to say, okay, well, um, by experience, because what I heard you saying is you've actually experienced this, Yano. This isn't just like something you read in a textbook, but I believe that the Lord has revealed this to you. And I believe yes. what you're sharing is a tangible experience that you've had with God and his love. Yes. Yes. I mean, um, a guy had been in the world for years and, you know, really, you know, being insane and, and things like that. He came to church and eventually, you know, chose to, you know, give his life to Jesus. Yes. And he went up and, you know, said the sinner's prayer. He was the only one who went up to say the sinner's prayer that specific Sunday. And I decided I was going to reach out to him. I got some messages on the back end saying, you know what? Are we really sure? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You know, is it really real? You know, that's good. Should we really believe this? And, you know, I'm like, no, it doesn't really matter. Right. You know, like the love of Jesus, you know, covers the Bible says <laughs> love covered the multitude of sins. Right. Of sins. And so basically I chose to keep reaching out to him saying, Hey, I'm here for you. Yeah. And have, you know, uh, I, I, I know how it feels like to, you know, make these changes in your life and, and things like that. And before I realized that, you know, um, just that active reaching out. Yeah. You know, eventually we started doing Bible studies together. Eventually he got filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Amen. And, you know, eventually, right, he became a leader in the same place. Wow. And so, you know, um, when we love, you know, so I'm talking really based on like what I've experienced. I've seen that lot when you love and you love really well. Yes. You know, um, you will, you know, see the manifestations, you know, of God in your leadership or in your in your community. Yeah, and Ayanu, I I'm remembering this little cliche saying that it says the proof's in the pudding, right? And that just literally means for me the duplication of leadership because you poured into this individual as a leader oh with love and all of a sudden they became a leader right and they're they learned to lead with love and that is yeah. the key yeah i mean like people would say oh you know um thank you for your mentorship and i'm like asking like what mentorship i don't remember <laughs> like you know setting up a class yeah you know and stuff then i started to realize you know when paul said follow me as i follow christ right I understood what that meant. That's because good. when your life, you know, is an expression of God's love, you know, like it is so sweet. Yes. Copy. It is so attractive, you know, to the people around you. And, you know, so like I have, you know, the, the downside to it is you, you tend to have a lot of people that call you friends, right? Mm, right. <laughs> you know? Yes, true. Which is, good. Which is good because one, people see you and people can see God in your life, you know, and 
and emulate it. And there might be a pastor listening to this message today, or there might be, you know, a, le- a ministry leader listening to what we're talking about myself and Mark today, you know, right. be encouraged, love your people, you know, connect with them. You see, it's COVID season and a lot of churches, you know, are not actually able to congregate, you know, or can only congregate, you know, uh, minimally, or might not even be able to sit close to one another because <laughs> right. they are all decked up in masks. Right, brother. You know, what COVID has done for us, it's pushed us to seek more intimate connection, you know, with the people that we surround ourselves with and hopefully begin to also learn various expressions of, of love that are not necessarily restricted to our Sunday events or our, you know, Wednesday Bible study events, but are more intentional and more, you know, um, more personal, right. If you will, you know, so. Right. Yeah, Yanu, this is this is amazing because this is exactly what I believe the Holy Spirit wanted for this topic and for this discussion today was let leadership begin with love. And I'm so thankful that you were able to join us today, Yanu, and share the, the wisdom and insight that the Lord has given you on this topic. And I just pray that it encouraged the listener today that if you're thinking about leadership and all of those things that are out there in the world today, but man, if if we don't have love, we don't have the very first ingredient. So, Ianu, thank you for jumping on, carving out time out of your busy day and sharing with the listeners today. And you've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at ShineFMOhio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.